For most of this week, I have been wordless. Thoughts are swirling, emotions are overwhelming. But to put any of it into words, how can mere words do it any justice? I've felt ill-equipped to even offer words of comfort to loved ones, knowing that if I share what's in my heart, it may not be what they need or want to hear. Acutely aware of the extreme sensitivity of the subject, I know that no matter what I say, no matter how reverently I bow my head in prayer to love as I write these words, someone is likely to be offended. With every thought I share, I ask myself, what will my Jewish loved ones feel, think, say? Simultaneously, I ask myself, will expressing this cause any hurt to a Muslim friend? I am afraid to write about it at all. And even as I type right now, I'm unsure if I will share it. Scared to open myself to the anger and even hatred which may come at me. But knowing that I cannot simply turn a blind eye and pretend that this is not my problem. A lump has been constricting my throat the past few days. Ah, I realize. I know this feeling. It's when something wants to be said, and I am too afraid to say it. The dance with my throat chakra is a cardinal lesson for me in this lifetime. In some ways, one could say that I have no right to speak about the Israel-Palestine conflict. I have no heritage of either nation, no Jewish or Muslim blood. I do have a deep love for the land, which I cannot explain by heritage. It has called to me since I was a child. Not any country, not any government, no religion, but the land herself, the Holy Land, has always pulled at my heart. Still, you may say it's none of my business. But as a mother, this conversation is of the greatest consequence to me. My son is half Israeli. This week has been very hard as a mother, as I'm sure it has been for mothers everywhere. How can any of us witness such barbarism and not weep, not beat the earth, not clutch our faces and our bellies as though trying to wrench the pain from our bodies? Regardless of where we are in the world or what our religious beliefs are, anyone with an open heart has experienced immense pain this week. Additionally, I'm walking the line between deep fear for my own child and his future, love for the land and for many friends, along with the capacity to see the broader picture and to hold compassion for the pain and suffering of all people in this beautiful holy land, regardless of religious or ethnic background. This week, it has become so clear to me that the only way this ever ends is through a deep inner journey to heal the generational trauma and to find love, compassion, and forgiveness. We have to acknowledge and honor the depth of pain and suffering experienced by both sides. But as long as we argue about who did what, who has suffered more, which atrocities are more horrific, and as long as we justify unspeakable acts by what has come before, this will never end. I say this as someone who once bought into all the reasons and justifications of one side. And it would be easy for me to stay there, to defend my son's heritage. But I cannot. Over the past years, I have opened my eyes and my heart to the stories of the other side. And once you can find the capacity to do that, there is no going back to the programming and reductionist view of one or the other side. 
For a few days after hearing the news of what was transpiring, I was consumed with grief and horror, knowing that more violence would come, asking myself over and over, how does this ever end? How does this ever end? How does this ever end? In my fear, I wished once again, as I have before, that I had not given my son an Israeli name. I plotted how I would change his surname to mine instead of his father's, so that he won't have a target on his back for the rest of his life. All the while recognizing that there are millions of people all over the world who have no choice in the matter. They cannot un-Jewish or un-Palestine themselves. The generational trauma that is in the DNA of every descendant of the Holocaust lives inside my son. The energetic imprint of the continued denigration of human life in this region is connected to his blood. Ignoring it doesn't change that. Denying his heritage won't fix it. Only shining light on it can heal this. I am convinced that this can only happen through the leadership of heart-centered, conscious women. Mothers praying for a better world. As I've watched people sharing on social media, supporting one side or the other, and even those trying to not pick sides, I have noticed how anything not shared with the deepest of compassion for and acknowledgement of an intricately complex situation with a long, violent history simply feeds into the division and hatred. It is an entity of its own, and its fuel is our continued outrage. The more you speak out against the other side, quote-unquote, the more you strengthen its position. Because this entity of separation is controlling both sides. What a tragic conundrum. We cannot end war with more war. We cannot end hatred with more hatred. Only the courageous act of choosing love, despite all the very many reasons and justifications to not, will transmute this. And all the while, I sit here writing in complete safety. I am fully aware that to talk of compassion and love and forgiveness is so much easier for me than it will be for anyone who is directly impacted, who is right now living through a horror that most of us cannot even fathom who is grieving loved ones. Maybe that is why I feel I must write this. I am uniquely placed as someone who has no ancestral connection to either side, and therefore an ability to be more objective. And yet my descendants will live with the consequences of this. My son's future is tied up in the fate of Israel and Palestine. I may wish it went so, but maybe what is needed is exactly this. More mothers who are desperately praying for an end to the carnage. Not for themselves, not for their ancestors, but for their children. My heart is breaking for the rape, torture, murder and kidnapping committed by Hamas. My heart is breaking for the carnage and destruction and immense loss of life as Israel attacks Gaza. My heart is breaking that Egypt has closed the border with Gaza, leaving innocents trapped with nowhere to go. My heart is breaking for the children. Oh, the children, I can't bear it. 
The Holy Land is a vitally important energy center on our planet. There is so much light that has poured through this portal. And for thousands of years, war and destruction has been synonymous with the region. It is no coincidence. We all know that we are in times of great change. We are on the precipice of something big. We can see the physical effects of what has played out in the world stage over the past few years. We feel the whispers of upheaval to our known society just around the corner. And those who are sensitive can feel constant shifting in the ethers, even if we cannot explain what is afoot. Viewed from this perspective, it is almost devastatingly inevitable that war would break out in the Holy Land once again. Dark forces, both etheric and very corporeal, seek to constrict the light that wants to come through now. There are games being played behind the scenes to manipulate both sides in this war. It is a tragedy of epic proportions that both Palestinians and Israelis are experiencing such devastation, and somewhere in the background, vast amounts of money are being moved. Markets are being manipulated. The two sides are being played against each other. The sanctity of life reduced to nothing more than chess pieces in a greater game. With this in mind, I urge you to exercise great caution and discernment when viewing any information online, in the news, or directly from people. This is a war on the evolution of human consciousness, on truth. Keep coming back into your heart, as painful as that may be. Resist the urge to dehumanize the other. Seek different perspectives to keep your mind open and your heart compassionate. But simultaneously recognize that there is so much happening in the shadows which we will never be able to decipher. Be very cautious, please, of what you choose to share. Remembering that the greater force you apply to fighting the other side, the more energy it feeds this entity of continuous division, hatred, and suffering. Starve the beast. This week, I have also been reflecting on the miraculous transformation that was made possible for my country, South Africa, by the compassion and courage of Nelson Mandela. What the world may not know is that even now, almost 30 years later, we are still dealing with the consequences of the division in my country's history. There is still hate and violence, poverty and inequality, because there is still trauma that needs to be healed. I sometimes wonder how many generations it will take before we are truly integrated. But through the great act of compassion and forgiveness by a small handful of leaders, my country was set on a trajectory towards healing and unity, when it could so easily have simply turned the tables and the separation could have continued unchecked. I pray that leaders like this will come to the fore now. How does this ever end? I have no answers. I cannot even begin to fathom how practical steps could be taken to bring reconciliation and freedom for all Palestinian and all Israeli children to grow up in safety, freedom and peace. So I pray and I meditate and I teach my son to have an open heart and not perpetuate this endless cycle. That's all I know how to do right now. I said above that it is far easier for those of us on the sidelines to choose love than for those caught in the conflict. 
And yet, one by one, I am seeing beautiful examples of just this. They are moments of pure grace and give me hope. I know that to separate oneself from both a lifetime of conditioning and the very real generational trauma and valid fears on both sides, to be able to see the broader picture and acknowledge that separation is the illusion that perpetuates this insatiable war is no small feat. And it is a feat that will need to be performed over and over and over again to heal the separation. I invite all mothers who want to leave a new legacy of peace and holy unity for their children to join a live Zoom on Sunday 15 October with my dear friend Lauren Vaknin. Her invites and the times for Zoom can be found in the script. And I encourage you to go read her Instagram post. Her Instagram is at Lauren Vaknin. And if you are hearing this after Sunday the 15th, then I invite you to make a personal commitment to yourself to spending 10 to 15 minutes a day in meditation and prayer to bring healing and peace to the Holy Land as I have done myself. May the Holy Land awaken all her people. These words came to me a few days ago while in meditation. It has become my constant prayer.